Hey everyone, welcome to Bluegrass Race Hub. Today, man, we got a good one for you. Talk about Darlington and everything else. Jason, let's hit it. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 7. My name is Bryce Hunter. I drive the number 9 Xfinity Chevrolet. And the uh, unfortunately, I'm eliminated from the playoffs, but that will come later on. I'm joined on the podcast with the usual crew, Alex and uh, Jason Collins. So Alex, want to kick it off? Yeah, man, uh, driver of the number 97, Tushy Bidet Silverado. And when you said your name, I thought you were going to say Bryce Harper and you became a famous <laughs> baseball player. But you didn't say that. You said your real name, and I'm happy for that. And uh, throw it over to the HMFIC. I know he loves it when I say it, Jason mm. Collins. What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason Collins, former driver of the number three Xfinity, former Xfinity Series champion. Yes, I said it again. And My God. <laughs> I mean, welcome. he's earned it. I mean, welcome he earned it, so. to episode seven of the Bluegrass Race Hub. We're going to talk about some Darlington. We're going to talk about some Vegas trucks, all that tonight. So let's get into it. <gasps> NASCAR first, right? NASCAR yeah. first. Everyone told us to keep it short. We're taking your suggestions. Suggestions. We're going to keep it short. Who wants to kick this off? Yeah, I can go. I mean, or I'll kick it off hell. <laughs> <laughs> go. Uh, so, uh, Nor Gregson wins four in a row in the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, hell of a job. He's matured a lot. He's definitely cup ready. I think this proved it. Yeah, I think that. So, four in a row, I think it's six on the season. Seven. Seven. Okay. Wow. I that's thought, a, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought I undersold him when I said it. Um, I didn't see any vomit on his suit this week. So that was nope. pretty, uh, normal. That's a plus. Yeah. Or not normal for him, but normal for like regular people. So, uh, props to him. Um, going into the playoffs, I mean, if, if you're on a tear like that, you're the favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I, hot. He's, you're hot. I've, I know he already clinched himself in, but I think if even if he didn't win this race and with his stage win, I, I believe mm-hmm. I think he had a stage win. I could be wrong. Even with that, he locked. I think he would even lock himself into the next round of points, right. probably next race. So he's on a tear, man. He's the Xfinity, you know, series championship favorite, and I don't think he's seeing a competition at this point. And even more important and cooler than that, my man is dating a Victoria's Secret model. Ooh, dating, very nice dating. She's also a racer, Tony Breidinger. I think. Oh, I dude, think I, dude, I think they're dating. Yes. Right? Wow, if that's how you say her name. That's her name. Yeah. Okay. He's pulled a nice piece. <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen uh I've seen a lot of weird old men on Facebook that are really upset that he's dating the driver that they sent for. So if you're an old man <laughs> on Facebook mad about it. You suck. You I suck. Mean, they, they say it about Chase and Haley Deegan. So yeah, it's uh, it's the, the cringiest <clears throat> stuff. But you know, props to Noah. Keep shotgunning those bush apples. Keep pulling those <laughs> Victoria's Secret models. Doing the damn thing. Throw up on yourself a little bit. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, for real. At that point, who cares? That she's 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 fine, boys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's yeah, talk about so, the tire problem at Texas for just a second. Let's switch uh, it up. Let's, let's not talk about that yet because that's going to be in a different segment later. Okay, gotcha. How but, about, I got one for you. How about the Mr. Seven-time 
retiring from full-time racing, he announced this afternoon. It's an end of an, it's an end of an era, boys. Yeah, that was um, kind of shocked. Felt like, felt like out of nowhere, but at the same time. So this is a seven-time champion. I know in the 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 pinnacle of NASCAR drivers, he's somewhere in there. I'm a person that has him higher than than most people. I I, I think he's undoubtedly a top five guy, maybe top three. I I don't have the whole list formulated in my head right now, but seven time puts you i mean you're in rarefied air i know people have heard me talk a little shit about richard petty racing <laughs> plumbers and stuff in the past but uh i don't to be a seven-time champion it's got to be tough to go to indycar and not be that guy anymore like he's a he's just a field filler which if it's fun he's enjoying it cool but it's got to be tough so mm. it it makes a little sense yeah um I mean that he concludes all of my, you know, I guess there's still Kevin Harvick and Kurt Busch and Kyle and all them, but and Denny, but that he, all the Hendrick guys I grew up with, you know, watching, you know, Casey Kane, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., uh, Jimmy Johnson, hell, even uh, a little bit of, of Terry Labonte and you know that and that crew. It it's kind of it's kind of like wow, I'm getting old, that all those guys are now retiring. I mean, Dale's in the booth, Gordon's in the president of Hendrick. Uh, I mean, Jimmy, I don't know what Jimmy's going to do. He said he's going to do some uh, bucket list events, so I'm hoping that he does the, the Memorial Day double and uh, hope to see him I, at the Garage yeah. 56 entry at, uh, at Le Mans this next year. So hopefully I, we'll still see him race, but it's end of an era. That That's exactly what I was going to say. End of an era. and. As a guy that roots for an older guy, I I picked him when I was a kid because I, for whatever, well, I know why. When I was a kid, everybody I knew loved Dale, so I picked Rusty Wallace because I'm an antagonistic <laughs> asshole. And when Rusty left the car, it was Kurt that took his place, and that's who I've stuck with. And then you, as these guys filter out, it it's, like you said, it makes you feel old. It makes you feel old, that's <laughs> yeah. right. That is right. Um, all right, so last NASCAR thing. Hopefully, I hopefully we're just about five minutes in. Um, Tyler Reddick gets it done. <laughs> I see. Um, another at this, he was a playoff driver. He is not now. Another non-active playoff driver in the chase gets another win. Keeps the the field like. No, no easy entry into the next round as of mm-hmm. right now. Um, Got to feel good for Childress to a certain extent. I know they're about to undergo a big change to and to still go out there and get a win with a kind of a, a lame duck driver. Uh, I mean, it's got to feel good as not necessarily one of the premier programs in NASCAR as, as the la- landscape currently sits. They've really taken um, that crew, and even Austin was running up front there for a while yeah. last night. Wow. So they're they're on the right path. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Kyle in in their equipment with his talents. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you know I I'm, I want to see Kyle and see what he can do in equipment, but I think this is more a slap in the face to Richard Childress to know you know he know. Reddick knows he's not going to be back in that eight car next year. 
and maybe and this is Probably. a <laughs> no. They've already announced that Bush. But he's, well, he's still going to be there, though. He's still, still going to be there. Yes. Yeah. He'll probably yeah, in the thirty-three. Hey, you're right. You're right. Or you're right. what DBC said into the seventy-eight. But um, but yeah, I I it just seems you know Reddick just seems to get better and better, and ever since you know war what a week maybe two away uh off of when Childress announced Bush taking over his yep. ride. Then two mm-hmm. weeks later comes out with the win. If I'm Reddick, I don't even look at Childress right now. You know, I'm focused on twenty three eleven. I'm focused on getting through next year. Mm-hmm. And this win is to pat my stats, not anything toward Richard Childress, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I I think they said uh so Kurt's gonna undergo like his last round of like concussion tests next week. And the way I interpreted what they said is that's going to kind of decide whether or not his career is over and if it is what they said on the broadcast is it sounds like 2311 would buy out reddick's contract and and put him in the i guess the 45 next year i would assume yeah i mean that's possible i i mean does i i could possibly see him regretting the move to 23 i think that with the way things are right now I don't think that he's, it's a slap in the face of Childress at all. I think that what he's doing is he's just showing what he's shown us all season. I mean, the dude has talent. He has skill. He he ultimately made the decision to move. It's not like Child, Childress is dumping him. I don't well, feel I don't feel like it's a slap. I well, think it's more of what Childress was saying about him and saying, you know, and stuff that happened after the original announcement to ready to twenty three eleven. It's that kind of stuff. And you know he's not in the competition meetings. You know he's not in any of those. So, I mean, he's still going out and getting the dubs more than Austin Dillon, who is the grandchild of yeah. Childress. So, so, yeah, that's all. That, I mean, I think Reddick's and all you guys can agree, Reddick's a better driver than Dillon. Every, yeah. Everybody you know, Dillon, this. <laughs> Dillon has a plot armor of never getting fired because it's Grandpappy's, but it's, Grandpappy's no, daddy. It's, it's Pop Pop. <laughs> yeah, Pop Pop's money. So, you know, he's never getting dropped. So, I mean... Yeah. But can Reddick, you blame I mean, Childress for being upset that he wanted to leave and not stay there? I mean, Childress yep. gave him a shot. So I do. And here's, here's why. Well, if, if if you wanted a long-term deal and Childress wasn't willing to do anything, which that's the rumor, I can't blame no, the, Reddick for running a deal. That's it. So as I understand it, they had an option, a player op- I call it a player option. I watch a lot of yeah. thick and ball sports too. So when a contract is negotiated – We'll, we'll say in basketball, they could sign a guy to a three-year deal and the, the last year has a player option. So player option, in this case, driver option, would be him choosing to come back for one additional year. In this case, it was a team option. And mm-hmm. instead of negotiating for a long-term extension, they took his option and assumedly... Um, earlier on when they initially signed the contract, he had not, he hasn't had all the success. So it's for not a lot of money. And instead of negotiating as if this is the guy you want to build your program around, what they did was Mm -hmm. activate that option Mm -hmm. and they're not going to pay him a lot of money next year. And for a guy like that, for RCR that hasn't been super successful in a, Right, a really, a really long time. He's got to think like, you know, 
I'm the only guy that's been worth a shit here. And if mm-hmm. you're not going to pay me, I'm going to go somewhere where someone cares. Right. And, and Denny himself said, like, I've raced against this guy. I know what this guy can do. I want him. Yeah. And, I mean, and they saw his talent. Him. Yeah. yeah. They, he went out and got him. So I, can, I, I don't blame Tyler at all. And I could see from the RCR side, like, hey, we had you on this option. This is what we agreed on. So it's it's one of those where nobody's really wrong. It just kind of depends on who you like. So I have a quote here from Childress to uh, Bob Pockris. Uh Childress says, and I quote, the biggest surprise was when he came to us less than one hour before the announcement. I don't think it showed any respect for his race team or, or everyone who got him where he is. So obviously Childress, you know, felt a certain way about him making that decision to leave um, after being given all these opportunities. Uh, and if you, that's a big kind of like unprofessional thing to me. If you wait till an hour before you're going to announce it to let anybody know, that's, that doesn't show very much respect or appreciation for the team that got you where you are, in my opinion. But, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm guessing Tyler did not feel really respected up to that point. And that's a possibility the, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah, you know, it, speculating. It, yeah. But. yeah it, it's, it's both sides. Everybody feels disrespected it, to a certain yep. extent. It, it just seems like sides. when the, when the children's announced, they're going to extend the team option to Reddick. That was when the, the respect level for Reddick just went out the window. That's, I think that's why his push has his final push to go find another team. And, and uh, you know, twenty of the eleven was like, "Hey, come home," and that's what he's doing. But it's, it's just. I mean, it. I don't even know how to really explain this. It just seems, you know, both Childress and and Reddick are are on two different sides here, and you know, looking away from each other. So they're just trying to get through this year. We'll see what happens next year. We're hearing a bunch of rumors on what you know what could happen, mm. but. Uh, I don't think, if anything, Tyler Reddish can have a down year next year because, you know, especially if he's in an RCR equipment. Uh, oh, he's he's going to get the current Kyle Busch treatment and Joe yeah. Gibbs equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to drive right. the 33 or he's going to drive the 78. Sounds like a plan. All right, moving on to Bluegrass. All right, guys. We've heard your suggestions. We cut her short on NASCAR. It's time to talk about what we all care about, what it is we're doing here in Bluegrass. Um, so we're we're recording this on Monday night. So we've got two truck races to uh, to get through. So we're gonna we're gonna work it backwards. We're gonna start at the Cup race from last week and work her on back from there. So Jason, what you got? So Frankie Barroso started out the night, uh, looking very dominant, led 89 laps, started on the pole, looked like he was going to be the car to beat. And then my boy, Mikey Neal, one and only comes through and pulls out the dub. Very good job by Mikey coming in and getting the win, uh, kind of stole it right out from under Frankie. Um, and, and Gabriel, cause, uh, Oh, Gabe, and Gabe, Gabe was looking like he was going to pull off the strategy. Okay. The fuel strategy was working. Good yeah, run. That was smart shit, man. Smart shit. From from where I was sitting with uh with Dave and Matt, that was uh our our biggest concern was him pulling off that fuel strategy. Obviously other stuff happened with those guys, but it 
it looked like he had it figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was looking good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mention a couple others. Huffman had a good run. Uh, didn't lead any laps or anything, but he did have the fastest lap. Uh, once again, finishing in, in the top five. So being very consistent, uh, I believe that's how he's managed to maintain or gain and maintain the points lead. Well, Aaron Smith quitting doesn't help, but you know, <laughs> let's just, let's just be real. Let's just keep yeah. it real. I mean, yeah. Aaron Smith quitting doesn't help the fact that he, he has a points lead, but other than that, he's been very consistent and he's done a very good job all season. Uh, and then top five, bringing out the last position in the top five, Doug Newbigging, uh, led four laps was on the same fuel strategy as Gabe, uh, maybe a little off, but similar, similar fuel strategy. All those guys looking good. And, uh, as always, we appreciate everyone in the cup series for coming out and running with us every week. Yep. And, uh, I will mention because another person that we have not mentioned enough of their wins and whatnot, but I'm, I'm going to put my own pronunciation on his name. Scott Fritzgerald F Scott Fritzgerald, uh, writer, writer of the great Gatsby, perhaps, um, he, he had a good run there, running sixth. I know there was a, a, a heated moment between him and one of the guys I spot. Well, actually, both of the guys at, at different points in the race. And uh, I, know, I know we had a, a little shit talk back and forth. And uh, we placed a wager based on what the league officials were going to say. Um, and ultimately the league decided to be very professional about it. So we didn't get a conclusion to that, but, uh, that was a, uh, a big moment in the race. I think both those guys were in the top five at that point. I know, uh, Scott was able to, to collect it and, uh, and not suffer big damage there and, and got himself a good finish out of it. Unfortunately for my guy, uh, didn't have, uh, as successful as a run and, we talked about that. That's that's how it goes at times. But mm. you know, ultimately, um, it it was a super fun race just to see these different strategies play out. It's maybe not if, if you're not super into it as a viewer. If you don't know the different strategies that these guys are on, it can be hard to discern yes. why guys are are doing things at points. Um, I run into that. My wife watches every race and she's like, well, where are you running around? And, and 17th poor is like, well, you, we were doing something there. Right, and right. Know, Trying a strategy. Yep. And I know on the broadcast, they're going to focus on the fast guys. So I'm, that's nobody's fault or anything, but if you're outside looking in, it, it can be hard to, to, to discern that stuff at times, but right, right. It, it, it almost worked for, uh, for, for Gabe. Uh, it would have been cool to see. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Proctor Akama. He had a really good run at Darlington and also a really good. He, he finished top five at Darlington and then uh, another good run the week before finishing P three at New Hampshire yes. did really, really well. Both those tracks after uh, a tumultuous season at best, let's just call it that. Um, yep. and some incidents earlier, some things off track happened with him and another driver. He's turned it around. He's made it a positive season. He's looking towards the future of bluegrass, not the bat, not the past. He's not looking behind him anymore. He's just wanting to carry on, uh, all these good vibes and that's more power to you, brother. That's all I gotta say. More power to you. Mo better. Yeah. I personally, as, as someone that's, that's racing against him early in the season, I'd see him as like, that's, that's an easy mark. That's an easy spot. Right. These last few races, it has not, it, 
he's putting in the time or what whatever whatever he's done differently recently mm-hmm. has made a marked a different i mean huge difference whatever whatever he's doing now it's a different guy out there i mean he's so much faster than he was previously he's running in the always in the top 10 top 5 whatever i mean it different guy i can't i can't look at him and say like this is a guy i'm just going to i'm just going to drive around no matter what i'm doing he's 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 figured some stuff out and I, i've got to give him stupendous props on taking what we probably thought would be a negative in the beginning and making it a positive, making yep. him a better yep. driver. That's, that's what it's all about. Yep. hundred percent. And then we had Nate Maurer in our Xfinity series. You want to touch on that a little bit? Uh, cover that. Nate finishes uh, P1 at Darlington <laughs> in the Xfinity series. Uh, it's first win of the season. Hats off to Nate, man. Really good job. He uh, has been a strong driver ever since I've known him, I've known him. He's been in bluegrass since season one. He started out in the cup. Then he went to trucks with me and then he came to Xfinity with me last season. Now he's in Xfinity again. Uh, super stout driver. Really, really good job. Um, coming in P one last week at a really tough track. Darlington is not an easy track. Let's just, let's just confirm that real fast. How tough Darlington is. It is not easy. Personally for me, I mean, regardless of, dirt road uh, road course or an oval darlington is the toughest track on the schedule uh period i mean yeah i i'm not a dirt i'm not a dirt specialist i wouldn't call myself a road specialist and you, you could probably speak to the same it's it's just a tough track that you if you lose concentration for a uh, half a second yep. you're you're plowing the wall and then you got to come down a pit road and get you know a minute of damage fixed yeah. or whatever so you yep. so you can be competitive it'll, it'll ruin you just as quickly as you quit concentrating there's no time to look at what's going on over here or communicate things if you're not focused on what's in front of you you're you're gonna have a bad time you're done i mean the darling to stripe that's the worst man you get you just touch that wall one time and especially on the sim dude you touch that wall one time you're you're, you're like a parachutes on the back of the truck or car or whatever you're in and it may not be as bad in the in the next gen cars i've i've not had much experience with them but it, i can tell you in xfinity and truck when you hit the wall even if it's just a little bit it just yep. parachute on the back of that sucker yeah, because it, it's always either your right front or your right rear, obviously. It it happened to me. I I lost concentration for a second. I, I hit the wall. I didn't lose spots in the moment. And then I went into the stage, and I had 45 seconds to repair. And I was screwed. I went from having what I thought was a top five, top three run to I think I finished seventh there, which, you know, I was happy with considering. But... Y- just losing focus there it'll just cost you everything there is just no forgiveness whatsoever none dude none you're absolutely right um and so speaking of the uh darlington still let's let's keep it with newbert winning last week gets his first win in the truck series that was uh amazing job uh i've got to say not only did he go p1 in the trucks he then steps up the next night and runs xfinity he's technically he was he has a charter there so he can run there so he comes in and runs the xfinity race as well and finishes p2 and almost wins that sucker i mean 
this guy, where's he come from? Like he's had bring a bad luck all season. I've seen him get caught up in so many accidents, whether they're his fault or not. He's just had bad race after bad race compounded and compounded. So now we're into the playoffs. This is where it really matters. The last two weeks, is he the hottest driver in bluegrass? You tell me. Currently, I I can't see how he's not because, I mean, the the other guy that's a competitor for this title is Keith Hackney, and he's had uh, two suboptimal races in a row where, you know, Newbert's on the rise. He's got a win. He's got a P2. I mean, things are finally falling his way, and that's that's what happens when you grind away at the stuff. We're going to have a lot of bad races. I know I, I said it with uh, with Twitty earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to lose a lot more than you win. But sooner or later, if you're a fast guy, if you're talented, the, the results will come. Sometimes things are out of your control, but with with enough time, probability if you're if you're a good driver the results will be there and and adam's been the prime example he's grinded away and and just looking great at the at the perfect time to look great didn't give up stuck it out and you know a lot of guys here's what i see a lot on the sim a lot of guys they will get in they'll have one bad race or maybe two let's just say let's say two races they'll have two bad races they quit they leave the league why Okay, one or two bad races doesn't end your season. Hell, I've had a ton this season. <laughs> I mean, think about it. One or two bad races doesn't end your season, unless, of course, it's the last race, you know, or a ch- yeah. you know, playoff race. Yeah. But let's be real. What happens is they develop over time. They get they learn like the race craft. They run learn who they're running against, who they can and can't run against, and just like so tonight, Newbert asked me to come down to his channel, and this just is a testament to how much differently he's seeing things because previously. I believe he would have been involved in that TJ Hanley and Wes Wigand initial incident because mm-hmm. Wes was running the outside of TJ. TJ was throwing a late block, comes up into Wes's nose. Newbert had the foresight to pay attention and see it and goes down to the bottom lane slash almost to the apron. Yeah, and cruising. And just going, I mean, half a truck, dude. I mean, when I look, he said, how close was I to getting wiped out right there? I was like, close. You were half a truck away from getting wiped out. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, dude, you, you don't, I mean, it was so, so close. You don't even understand. So, and, and that just goes to show you what running in a league for a full season can do for you. It, you know, he was new to the series, um, come over from another series running with Robbie and stuff. And I, I would like to hear his thoughts on how this season has progressed. Like he, you know, that would be somebody to talk to, uh, at a later date. Might might be our next guest. Who could say? We don't know. But, but what we can say, based on that, iron sharpens iron. You race with good guys, you'll get better. Yep. And there there are times when it can get frustrating. I know it happened uh, last season in the Cup Series with with guys getting aggravated about Nichols being there because he's a, a a Coke driver and all that. And former, but yeah, yeah, and I. I get it. Like you want to show up and feel like you have a chance. I I've had it at times this season and it, it pains me to admit it. Cause I mm. feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty fast guy a lot of the times, but there are times when I showed up and, and like, you are, 
Yeah, but and there there have been times I show up and like I I don't have shit for Keith. He's he's put in more time, he's put in more practice, and I'm racing for second tonight unless something bad happens to him. Steve but, Tom is always going to make you better, no matter what. Yeah. If you can, if you stay consistent and you run a series and you don't quit, you will get better. No, I mean, yep. I can't tell you. There's there's like Twitty uh, earlier. He was talking about how, you know. I'm an asshole at times. It's not that I want to be, and I'm not trying to be. It's because we adhere to the rules. We we do what the rule book says. And I hopefully everyone can see that by now because there's been several times where people who consider I consider a friend, uh yeah. Robbie Richards is an example. I consider Robbie a friend. I consider you a friend. I consider Dave a friend. All of y'all have been at the uh the bad end of the rule book, so to speak. Uh, Twitty Twitty been 100%. at the uh, at the bad end of the rule book. He's been at the good end most recently but he's been at the other end of the rule book and brian terry brian is one of my closest confidants in this league i talk to him on a daily basis but i've hammered that dude more than anybody more than anybody period i can tell you that and look at him now he's about to go to the round of eight or round of eight he's trying he's he's close i mean he needs a good run next week to be honest with you brian needs a good run but i want to see that out of him and i'm an i'm encouraging him to race harder and do better, but at the same time, maintain that level of clean driving that I know he can do. And I know he can see, he's like me. He loses his cool like that. He'll he'll lose it like that. And then he'll go and do something like what he did earlier in the season and got himself in trouble. Um, and he's good for that. Got a, got to manage emotions i know that's like even in the cup series that's like people were talking about denny because he was so hot i think rightfully so personally we'll get to that in a little bit but when it when stuff like that happens you gotta you gotta back out you gotta refocus and like big picture cussing at guys coming over the radio what whatever getting post-race fights saying crazy stuff it it might make you feel better in the moment but in the long run it probably hurts you because yep. you you've you've made an enemy and i i think that's probably happened tonight we'll get to that later but there there are times where they're just about every time where being the cooler head is uh is beneficial for for your long-term outlook on the season if you're if you're going for a championship yeah, I have to agree. Um, whenever cooler heads prevail, it's a, some it's cliche as hell. I know it, but it's the truth. Um, yeah. Every time that I try to handle a situation and talk to a driver while they're upset, or do, you know, diffuse a situation when a driver's upset, it doesn't work out well for me. It makes it ends up making me look like a bad guy. It makes the league look bad, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm. Um, been working on it for a long time but i have been working on it, trying to make sure that i don't lose my cool as much or uh, i'll talk to a guy after we both had an opportunity to cool down and that seems to be the best practice um yep. so and i'll i'll say i'll i'll commend you on your moderation tonight we'll talk about the the specific incident later but i know there are times in the past where it's just like shut up leave the league whatever i don't care we don't need that kind of shit here which is not wrong Mm -hmm. but you took the uh 
the calm voice approach yep. and learning from we'll, from you yeah <laughs> and we'll, we'll be honest we'll all, li- <laughs> we'll all live to fight another day yeah i mean and, and that's that's where where we have to be at we have to look at it as we are mad right now but are we going to be mad about this tomorrow i don't think so Acne might yeah. be, but I don't think he will be. I think he'll be yeah. calmed down Maybe. enough by then. And may I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I know Justin's already like, whatever, dude. He's like, he's yeah. just Justin's just just so, cool, calm, collected dude. Yeah. So we're 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 talking about things that that maybe people aren't uh familiar with yeah they're not privy exactly. to so we'll, so we'll what, get into that what, you want to go ahead yeah. now and get into it or you well, want to wait let's just wait let's, we'll hit the we'll hit the race results and then we'll we'll yeah. touch on the subject so being that we're doing this on monday night we got the truck race under our belt um if you were there or if you watched you know bobby hall emerges victorious yep. um survived uh late race caution um some late race shenanigans if you want to call them that um being a guy that that raced in it um i thought that there would be fireworks a lot earlier it seemed like a track that the the racing that it provided was it was hard to pass and i thought that guys would get impatient early and to the credit of the guys in my series i gotta give them big props that it it wasn't an issue. We no. just ran. The, we just ran it the was first clean stage. racing, man, all night. Just yep. very, very clean racing. Just a uh, what do we have? Two cautions. I I think other than the stage, I want to say I want to yeah. say it was two. Let me double yep. check. I think I can double check. But yeah, I believe that, it was two cautions. That um, that was a part of yeah, my two cautions is all we had. So yeah, yeah eight, eight different a, leaders, eighteen lead changes, a lot of yeah. hard ass races. A lot of hard ass racing. It was a part of my strategy based on how things went in practice. I I thought within the first ten laps we're getting a caution. We're probably gonna get one at the end of the first stage. And so I, I was riding around in the back just trying to stay away and then I got aggressive later. Well, that's in the what race. Keith touched on, if you remember, whenever I yeah. started talking, uh-huh. uh he said this is gonna be like Daytona. Yeah. Um, thinking it, like it a Daytona like official is what he's alluding to, not a Daytona from us, but a Daytona official, um, yep. super speedway racing bumper to bumper and, you know, nuts to butts, uh, just, and everybody wrecking each other. But, uh, you know, these guys were smart enough. They knew what they had to do and they knew what was, ex- what was at stake. Um, and it was a good, it was a good time. It was a good finish overall. So do you want to, you want to touch on, um, who we ended up getting cut from our first round. I know we haven't done that yet. We just, oh, uh, we touched on the second round race. So let's go ahead and cover who got cut in the trucks real quick. Last week we had Ed Osborne, what? Twitty, yep. Morris, Duranco, and Mascroft. They all ended up dropping. The reason we had five was because of the incident with Twitty earlier in the season. You'll hear about that yep. as well. Um, in the Twitty interview. So, uh, those guys unfortunately didn't make it on to the next round. We did get uh, twelve guys in: TJ, David, TJ Hanley, David Brackett, Brian Terry, Alex Healy, yourself, Robert Richards, Josh Clemens, Wes Wigan, Adam Newbert, Daniel Worthington, Justin White, Bobby Hall Jr., and Keith Hagney will round out your remaining twelve drivers. Um, in the Xfinity series, who did we drop over there? We dropped. 
It's Jeopardy time. All right. In Xfinity, we also dropped Travis Twitty, Tony Iverson, Bryce Hunter, and Mo Abbott. Mo unfortunately didn't make the race, and I don't know what happened there, but he didn't make it. He's made 12 of our 15 races, or 16 races, I'm sorry, this season. Uh, didn't make it to that one. No, 15 races. I was right the first time. Yeah. So he's made it to 12 of our 15 races and didn't make it to that one. So he got cut. And you've got Sean Kostritza, Darius Boyd, Justin Winters, Robert Richards, McC- Michael Robinson, Nate Maurer, Brad Neer, James Silvers, Adam Lancaster, Radburn Shutters, love that name, Scott Fritz, and Brandon Robertson. Moving on to your second round, which is Tuesday night at 9 p.m. So post time of this recording, it, it should be uh, <laughs> should be up after we get this recording done uh, tomorrow night. Hopefully I'll have this posted. And in the uh, Cup Series... <clears throat> We ended up having to drop. Brian Terry didn't make the cut. Mo Abbott didn't make the cut. Uh, again, Mo missed out on uh, that race as well. Ryan Campbell, Brandon Zimmerman. They ended up not making the cut for the next round. Bottom three didn't run last week for some unknown reason. Um, so they were... They ended up dropping to the bottom. So you've got Jason Bridges, Doug Newbigging, David Farmer, Frankie Barroso, Jonathan Cogswell, Scott Fritz, Matt Grinier, Brandon Holder, Gabe Ellison, Mikey Neal, Cedric Hunter, and Alex Huffman rounding out your top 12. All right, guys, we have the very first driver feature on Bluegrass Race. We've been talking about it for a long time. Finally got the pieces in motion. So for the first one, I I think we're starting on a high note. Anybody that comes after this man is going to have a hard time being as entertaining. Because we got the man, we got the myth, we've got the legend. We got Travis Twitty, driver of the 29 Rise Motorsports. Silverado. Uh, I know Dub Print is his other big sponsor. Also races uh, in Cup Series as well. Um, and is the owner, as far as I could tell, of the dopest rig in the league. Good to have you on, Travis. Welcome, hey, Travis. Glad y'all had me tonight. It's, it's an honor to be the first guy on. You know, I wasn't expecting, but when I got, <laughs> when I got the message, I was like, sure, LOL, and he was like, Sure you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. I'm honored we, to be here with you guys. We got to do. We know. We know you like to talk a little bit. We know you like to chop it up. And you, one of my favorite guys in the league. Um, when I when I go race fixed, which is kind of rare these days. I know I end up in there with Travis a lot. We like to maybe work work together a little bit on some of these unsuspecting guys. But it, I mean, always fun to race with him. Good clean racer. He's he's always kind of hanging out maybe not the fastest guy every night but he's he's always hanging out doing what he needs to do strategy wise just just a pleasure to race with fun to talk to just good dude all around so I, i'm done talking to you up <laughs> oh, man i appreciate it like i said i i ain't the fastest guy but like i said, I come here and i have fun and it'd be nice where you don't have the fun that you expect but you just gotta keep trucking along and take the good with the bad yeah, I mean, you definitely, you know, like you said, may not be the fastest, but damn, you have the best 
looking rig I've ever seen. So you have to you have to you have to tell me where where did you get that chassis? What's it made from? Oh well, when I first got in that race and I talked to one of my races, I was refereeing basketball. And one of my old football coaches was in the youth. He dirt track racing. I said, "Man, you got a chassis I can buy from you." He like, "Man, I got one I give you," and it come out of a uh, late model, super late model dirt track car. And I got it. And then one of the other guys I coached, his son in football, and he said, "Well, I cut it in half." And after that point, I just took it and ran with it. It was naked without no sheet metal around it for almost about a year and a half. And I finally took it and got it wrapped in sheet metal and just waiting to get it lettered and all that good mess. Awesome, man. But awesome. like I say, I didn't expect it to be what it is today. Like I say, <laughs> I would have never thought when I first started this that I'd be sitting in something like this. What do you but, think it cost you to build that thing? <laughs> Too much? If, if you don't want no, to, admit, really, if you don't really, want to admit it, <laughs> really, you'd be surprised what I got in. I probably got three hundred dollars in the whole thing. Wow, that's awesome. Because oh, yeah, guy, I got all of it for free. Yeah. Yeah, he gave me the rig, yeah. and then the guy who I coached his son in football, he just he cut it in half, and then the guy who done the sheet metal charged me two hundred dollars, and then he he built me a box and wrapped it for another hundred fifty, so I couldn't go wrong with it. All right, that's so awesome. I, I I see one issue watching it right now, and and I'm gonna personally fix this. I, I need you to send me your address. Cause I see an Edelbrock sticker and I think we need some Holly stickers. <laughs> well, that was the guy who wrapped my cage for me. He's like, here, man, he got a bunch of stickers and I just got a few from there and I got some from Charlotte. Hey, I'll, I'll send you the, the Holly sticker bomb pack. It's like 60 stickers. It's like every brand we have. You can do whatever you want with them. Send me your address. So next time we do this, we can get a little Holly love on there too. Hell yeah. So I appreciate, what size I appreciate monitors that. do you run? Well, my center is a 43-inch flat, and my two sides are 30-inch curves. Okay. Man. I was wondering how people would do that with a long windshield and two and side windows. It worked out perfect because when I cut it in half, I wasn't thinking about the monitor size, and the 43 goes from outside to outside, so mm. it's perfect I mean, with the, the wrap it around like that. And it, it looks like it matches up pretty good with the with the virtual bars in the car versus the real life bars that are actually there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was surprised when I first when Jason first got me started with my triples and stuff. Like I say, it was just it worked out perfect. I was like, dang, that's just perfect. I had to adjust a little bit, but other than that, man, it was just just go with it. So I've known you for almost uh, like a year and a half going on two years now. And uh, I love having you in the league. Obviously you, you do our trophies for us at, um, at the end of the season to our champions and stuff. Um, previously you've, you've, you've already done the uh, season two truck series champion and the season uh, four cup series champion and the season one Xfinity Series champion, which was me, by the way. But we'll, we'll talk about oh, that later. My God. <laughs> Every episode, we got to hear about the former Xfinity champion. Oh my God! Only since Bryce, brought, only since Bryce brought it up that one time. <laughs> so, now nah, I'm just playing. Uh, but so I've known you for a while now. I think you're a hell of a guy. Uh, appreciate everything you do for the league, man. And I hope that we'll have you around for uh, many, many years to come. 
Uh, what can you tell us about bluegrass? What's your favorite thing about running in the league? Man, just some of the the people that I race with. Like I say, I I bump head with a few here and there, but at the end of the day, man, I enjoy everybody I race with. Like I say, we all gonna have the days where we down bump heads with somebody, and you just you get past it. And like I say, some of the racing probably the best league I've been in. I've been in three leagues, and hands down, this is the best. Like I say, Jason. Thank you. He's an asshole sometimes, and that's not just <laughs> he don't single nobody out. And like I said, that's, that's, spread that time, spread that asshole love around. Yeah, there's times when I could have been like, man, Jason, this is some bullshit, you know. But yep. at the end of the day, right. it all go, it all falls back on what it is, you know. And we just gotta roll with it. And that's uh, Twitty was at the the center of one of the. I won't say the biggest controversy, but maybe the the biggest story we've had of the season thus far. Well, really the top Up two to now, at least. Re- really the top two because the the OG stuff with uh, with Hackney, which has kind of gone by the by the wayside. And I know Travis doesn't want to get into that anymore. I think that's kind of water under the bridge. But the the what I was initially thinking about was when he uh, when he dialed up that rule book on us and. Uh, and found his way in the playoffs. So yep. I, I don't want to say a technicality, but uh, a very correct and strict interpretation of the rule book. Hundred percent. Yeah, we uh, and we had to honor <laughs> that. Obviously, um, from my perspective, um, I, it was a, it was one of something that I made a mistake on, and he called it. And hundred percent, I honored that because that's the only fair thing to do. Um, and luckily we had precedent already set on this within the cup series last year and David Farmer reminded me of that. So we were able to make sure that everything came to light and, uh, he got to take his spot in the playoffs as he should have. And like I say, I, that's what my goal was this year, just to make the playoffs. And like I said, I fought hard and I've had a couple of bad races that, that possibly took me out of the playoffs just being without having to fight so hard, but getting in and was a, just big for me just on that alone. And then I get in and I have two bad races where I get taken out. And, you know, it, like I say, it's racing, but it just, it gets old after a while. But like I say, after two or three days, you suck it up and go to work, come home and start doing it all over again. So, Yeah, man, that's. It, that's part of it. I know. I know. I've been there at times where you feel like you're better than the results that you're getting. I know. I spotted for Bryce last week, and <laughs> he was. I don't know. You know. I thought he was a top three guy on the track, and got wiped out because of something completely out of his control. And and that's not not just sim racing. What we do, real life racing. Uh, I mean, any form of motorsport, there are going to be days when something that happens out of your control and it fucks your whole day up. And it, it's one of one of the most aggravating things about the hobby that we all share. But it's also what makes it great when you either overcome that or you have a good day. And that's we've got some some guys. I know we had a an issue tonight that we'll talk about in a, in a different segment, but that's, that's part of racing. That's part, that's part of what makes it great is that 99% of the, well, 
depending on how good you are. I mean, even even if you're the best of the best, I mean, you're going to win, what, 25% of your races or something. Like, in racing, you do you do a hell of a lot more losing than you do winning, and it it it, it can grind on you sometimes. It can get you frustrated and all this. Wear you but, down, for sure. Yep, but it, it makes, when you have those successes, it just, it makes it that much sweeter, and that's even which I race with you in the truck series. I, I know we're not on the same team, but I, I take, I find joy. And when you have good runs, because I like you, I like talking to you and you're a dude that's going to be there and, and grind it out. And when, when that kind of stuff pays off, that's, it, it's good to see. And, and may, even if it comes at my expense, I'd, I'd be a hell of a lot happier if it comes at my expense for you than, you know, maybe, maybe some other guys. And like I said, man, I, I sit here and like I say, every week I want to win. Or like I say, I want to be a podium. And it just, I get close and it'd be my mistake where I get penalized on pit road or I mess up a line and I get, give up a spot and it just, like tonight, I had a fourth, and I gave up just a little too much line for Daniel to get up under me, and he got up under me and Justin and, and knocked me back to seven. But like I said, it's just something you learn over time, and like I said, I've learned a lot just from guys in the league like Jason, yourself. Like I said, I can name them. My teammates, man, they've taught me so much, man. It's just over the years, and like I say, the two seasons I've been in trucks, I can say I drastically improved from day one I stepped in here, and it's just – just the honor to have the help that I get from all you guys that, that does it for me. And like I say, you're going to have one winner at the end of the race. And right. like I say, I can have more victory if I finish in the podium or top five, you know, top 10. That's, that's a victory in my book. You know, I can't, I know I'm not going to go ahead and win every week or every night, but damn, I'm going to give you all I got. That's what it's all about. That's I love that shit right there. I love it. And, and I was talking <laughs> with um, somebody, I believe it was Adam. Uh, or maybe I don't. Alan I think it was Ad, Adam. Uh, Alan Duranco from last week. No, I was talking with Adam oh. Lancaster the other day, and Adam mentioned we need to find more guys that are committed like this. And I have to 100% agree. We have to find more guys like Twitty that are committed to running these series, regardless uh, if they win every week or not. They shouldn't. It shouldn't be about the money. It should be about the the racing, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, everything that we offer in this league. Um, you know, a top 10 to not dude, like hats off to you. Hell of a job. Um, I'm going to say, I'm glad that we're getting to interview you after a top 10 and not a, uh, <laughs> top 15 or top 20. So I'm glad that you had a good night overall. And that's, you know, that just brings us to one of the points that I want to talk about later, which is the commitment level. And I appreciate that. So you guys oh, got yeah. any final words for Travis before we wrap this up? I'll be honest with you. I don't really know you that well. Uh, we raced in two different series and every time you came up to Xfinity league and the Xfinity side of things, nothing but, you know, respect and, and, uh, I mean, you raced everyone on that league clean. So I have a ton of respect for you and, uh, hope to see you moving up more and, uh, racing some with the big, the bigger fellas here in the, in the bluegrass <laughs> series. But man, I see you, uh, Double filing up for a restart there at Talladega. So good luck <laughs> yeah. and uh remember no fast repairs. 
and no fast repair. But you know, touching on what Jason said, man, being committed, man. Like I say, I love my team to death. Like I say, I got teammates, you know, things came up. I had two that had to leave me, but the two the ones that stepped up and joined the team this year, man, I, I could be happy with them guys, man. They they I could count on them every week if something ain't come up, you know. And it ain't gonna be no love, well, I got a headache or nothing like that. They're gonna race regardless. So yeah, and those guys make up around a third of what we had in drivers tonight. So, you know, that's a big, you know, big thank you to Travis and all those guys at High Side for coming out and racing with us. Alex, you got any final words? Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I know I, I said this earlier, but just, just on the way out, just, I just want to say, Travis, I, I appreciate you being a part of this league. I, I enjoy every opportunity I get to talk with you. I know. You, me, and Jason like to kind of chop it up on Facebook a little bit from time to time, talk shit about sports and whatnot, and, and giving some people some hard times about uh about Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin and all that. It, it's fun stuff, but I I know we've never met in real life. I I hope that we get to cross paths someday, maybe go to a race and and meet up or something like that. But like guys like you is that's what makes me care about this league this is what makes me want to make this league better for everybody that i mean this is what it's all about for me whether whether or not we're racing for championships or money or whatever this is this is what it's all about i've i've got four screens of dudes that i like and i can talk to all the time and that there aren't two i I don't know. This is the only league I've ever been in, but I know if I went to another one, I it's probably going to be hard pressed to find a group of guys like this. So, um, to to anybody that's listening, you know, just be like Travis. Be like Travis. <laughs> I did have one more question for Twitty. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Are we going to see anything coming up in the next next couple of rounds in the playoffs for a special someone, or you let that, you let that settle? I gotta Woo! check my I gotta check my my list to see what my palm pilot look like. You know, it's it's grown Uh-oh. a little bit, so I might have a couple of hitters in there. Oh, that's <laughs> that's big Denny. That's big Denny energy right there. Yeah. I, I gotta check my list. My list done grown in the last couple of races, so you know. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna try to be. I like I say like I said. I don't. I don't know how I feel. You know, just depending on. I, I thought about it last week. You know, just. When I got Mr. Cut, I was like, man, you know, if I finally got taken out of that second or if I finally got taken out of this race, you know, I thought about it, you know, it just brought memories back. But I don't know. It just, I tell you what, if my teammates in top four, it's going to be rough on somebody. I put it to you like that. Yeah. That's how it should be. That's how yep. it should be. Racing for, racing for that trip. You can't take anything lightly. Like right. I said, it's a, actually, I, I missed the cut, but my teammates in it, and it's all about Clemens. And from the high side hustles, we all about pushing that seven to the front. Good deal. Good deal. We got to get him to the front. We're going to get him there. All right. Once again, Twitty, I want to say thank you uh, on behalf of Bluegrass for coming in and doing this interview for the very first driver spotlight. Make sure you guys check him out next week on uh, Truck Series, Xfinity Series, the number 29, uh, Rise Dub Prince Chevrolet. Look, Ma, no hands. (laughs) Catch this man streaming. He's streaming all the time. He's trying to build his subscribers. Go check him out, High Side Hustlers Facebook page. I know they're trying to build build their community so go check them out do you want to shout out your uh your streaming platform so people can come find i'm on youtube but i gotta get my followers up i'm down i need 40 44 more followers to change my youtube url so 
if I can get some followers to go out here and check out High Side Hustlers, this YouTube, High Side Hustlers Motorsports. High Side. R20 Racing. High spelled H-I. H-I. Like I said, or you can type in 20 Racing. It should pop up. Like I said, go hit that subscribe notification button. Hey, got some action out there. Texas was good to me, so you get to see a few good races and a few bad. Hey, it looks like you got action going now, so we're going to let you ride, homie. Oh, I'm about to bump one of them get them out of my way. <laughs> All right, Twitty. Good luck, man. Appreciate you, brother. My man, Jason. Are you serious, my guy? Are you serious? What are so we serious we, about? So the the first one I got here, we're, we're gonna we're gonna run through a couple NASCAR ones, but then we're gonna hit a, a, a bluegrass topic. But first one off the top of my head. A lot of people may or may not have seen it. It didn't make it onto the broadcast, but I, I saw it on NASCAR subreddit. I saw it on Twitter. Ty Gibbs, mm -hmm. who, who is a guy that I don't like, mm -hmm. and I'm going to enjoy rooting against this kid for a long time. Yep. During the race in which a lot of crazy stuff happened, somehow this flew under the radar. I want to say it, it was towards the end of the race. I don't know if it was the last pit stop or not. But uh, a lot of cars come down pit road. Um, Ty Dillon comes out of his uh, box and is, I think he makes contact with Ty Gibbs first. Right. Wait, Not, Ty Gibbs makes contact with who? Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon, okay. I, I might have I screwed that up. So right. I think, so I think, I think Ty Dillon came out of his box and he was either in Ty Gibbs's way or he actually touched Ty Gibbs. Okay. Um, regardless, there was something Ty Gibbs took offense to. Ty oh. Gibbs on pit road, on, he's on the outside. He <laughs> fucking bangs Ty Dillon and bad enough on pit road, but <laughs> almost puts Ty Dillon into. Um, I believe it was Brad Keselowski. It was either Brad Keselowski's crew or Chris Busher's crew. They really? were working on a car. I didn't see this. I mean, I mean within within three feet. Wow. Al al almost ran over a dude's leg. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow, that kid, man. It's it's easy for me. Like I said, I don't I don't like the kid. I think he's an ass. I think he's got a lot to learn. He's obviously very talented. At the same time. I recently hasn't shown a lot in cup. I think the 18 car is going to suck next year with him behind the wheel. Um, but like shit like this, like if it was someone that was running up front, if this was Denny Hamlin, if this was a, a chase Elliott or something like this is all we'd be hearing about this week is how this guy almost ran a car mm. over a crew member of yeah. another team. It's <sighs> It's almost unbelievable. Disgusting um, is what it is. Yeah, I'd like to. I know we tried this last week and it seemed like it screwed up when I did it, but uh, I'll try. You have to. <laughs> you want to share your screen? Yeah. Yeah. Pull it. And I'll uh, pull your screen up for everyone here. All right. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me know when you're sharing the screen and I'll put it up. Yeah. It's. It's real easy. It sh well, it should be easy to find on Twitter because oh yeah so the <laughs> the original guy that posted it i'm assuming it well it's someone filming their tv 
and this is how I search for it on Twitter. You have to type in Ty Gibbs is a fuckhead. This oh. is how you find. <laughs> this is how you. This is how you find it. So super easy to find. Let's see. Let's uh, share a screen here. Applications. Uh, boom. All right. So I am live now. Hold on. All right. We are recording your screen now. We are at the bottom uh, of the screen, so that's good. All right. So. We see right here. This is Ty Dillon. It. It. Well, we're. Which we can one go back it? a little bit. Which one is it? All your, right. Your so, pointer's not coming up here, so. Okay. I'll so have to point for people. Yep. Towards the back of pit road, you see a car coming out of his box. Yes. Mouse is on it. Yep. So, and you see Ty Gibbs in the monster car. Okay. So he comes out and in, incidental contact there incidental we'll go oh, wait. back dylan dylan comes out and hits the monster car okay yes so okay. he comes out he's just getting off pit lane that's I that feel wasn't that much yeah that's that's a totally normal thing that happens it's getting off pit road yeah sucks so we see that happen maybe don't ride right in the middle of the pit lane and then but that right there wow we got officials and a pit, the pit crew right there. Wow, guys, like, that's like a tragedy. <laughs> I don't think people will fully grasp how bad that is. And that kid, for him to be I behind mean, a wheel, I get that he's young. I know how I was when I was 18, 19 years old. I wasn't smart, I was I get an it. idiot. I get it, but. But, but man, if you're going to be out here in the top series of NASCAR, that is, they, they're the whole reason for the, the suspension of crew chiefs and stuff. When a tire goes flying, when it comes off of a car is the safety of guys on pit road. That's a, that's a four race suspension for the guy that caused it, whether it's the tire changer or whatever. And mm -hmm. the crew chief. Yeah, I would I would say this is way more dangerous than a tire flying off on pit road just and maybe about, hitting a guy. It's like running through the halls, right? You're running through the halls and you just shove somebody, like you just football yeah. tackle somebody into a locker. Well, just think you're running through the hallway and you just football tackle the dude into the principal. You're going to get in trouble if that hits yeah. that official. I mean, let's just say what I mean. Obviously, it didn't happen, but what if it hits that official? Who gets in trouble? Ty Dillon or Ty Gibbs? Yeah, it's it's got to be Ty Gibbs. Like it should I, be Ty Gibbs, but I'm saying because of who the fuck he is. It, yeah, that that's a, a a different thing, which is a which also links into another penalty. We we might as well. Well, let's see. Is that that's in red flag, green flag? I, let's see. go ahead and I say do it, man. Because all right, I know what you're talking about already. I saw this yeah. one. So, so we're going to jump back and forth through segments here. So we're going to do red flag, green flag on this, uh, by, by your reaction, I'm guessing we're probably going to be on the same side for this. Yeah. So, so everyone knows William Byron, Denny Hamlin, um, had a on track incident. Uh, William Byron felt that Denny drove him into the wall. Um, I saw it. I think it was questionable. I think Denny was off the gas trying to give him room. He was. Uh, flames were coming out of the pipes. He was off throttle. I mean, it, it was a bad position. He was tight. And that 
I I get William Byron's frustration with with that happening. With that said, that that is under green flag. That is a racing deal. Let's yep. let's let's sort it out on the racetrack. So we get a, a few laps later, caution flies. Denny is in front of Byron, and then William Byron runs up behind him and not only hits him under caution. You can hear it on the end car. Any anybody can find this if, if we need to. I'll pull that shit up too. But uh, he's maybe ten feet off of Denny and throttles up and nails this dude on the right rear, bends him under caution. So Denny falls back to I think twenty fourth. William Byron loses no positions, which is absurd. I mean. You hear about it in a lot of other sports, like dirty refereeing, whether, you know, what is their favoritism that people accuse it in, in our league at, at times. I, I know it's been said. Oh, yeah, 100%. And without a doubt, Hendrick is, I mean, that's the poster child of NASCAR, this most successful team there is right now, period. I know they put big money in the sport, but <laughs> you go wreck a guy under caution. Yeah, you, you gotta pay the piper. That's in in our league. That's not an EOL, which is what he should have got in that position. That's you're out of the you're out of the fucking race. We yeah. we had we had it happen two weeks ago with uh, Gary Jazorski and Dan Worthington. Exactly. You go hit it. You go hit a guy under caution. You're fucked. You're yeah. done. You're done. Should have been. So, <sighs> I'm saying red flag. That's my that's my take on it, man. I mean, I would even 100%. say this is a. I would even say this is. Are you a serious moment? Like, am I like no. that's? That's why I think that together, like that, those two just go hand in hand. It's the same same shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, what are you thinking, Byron? Yeah. Like, come on, do better. You're a professional. All right. It it's yeah. one thing for a bunch of guys on iRacing that are semi professional because we might we are technically a professional because we race for money. So anytime yep. you race for money, it's considered professional. I, I'll say we're semi-professional, right? Since mm-hmm. we're on a sim and all that. We're semi-professional sim racers. We're not in the top ranks of iRacing, uh, the Coca-Cola series, but we have raced against guys that have been in the Coca-Cola series, and yep. we've shown that it's possible to do. I mean, we don't win every time. The guys obviously had issues, but, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? It. It's part of it. Yeah. And so I'm going to say semi-professional ranks, if – it's one thing to do it here on the sim where there's nobody that can get hurt. It's totally, totally different thing, right? Take your frustration out. It's a little different than when you go and you have a 3000 pound race car that runs 180 mile an hour at most tracks. And you send it as, as a weapon into the back of another guy's car. And then that guy just screens off into the grass and, you know, ruins his race. Might, I, I'm. I think he'll still advance in the playoffs. But like looking back at it, like I know earlier in the season, Denny had his issues with Ross, and and maybe that is or is not still a thing. But I feel like I feel like this is a hundred times worse. Just for it to happen under caution. I agree. Just and I I know that it like I know if Huffy's listening. I know he. I know he's a big Hendrick guy. I know he's gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw him make a status about it. 
saying Denny got what he deserved and this and that. And oh, that's that's scaring it over the line. If you, if you take those Hendrick colored lenses off, any you, you, any two drivers in a vacuum, a guy getting wrecked under caution for something that happened under green. Um, I hope that NASCAR gives him a penalty at some point this week. They should. That supposedly that stuff happens on either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Today's Monday. So if they don't, what what NASCAR is saying, if they do not penalize this guy later on in the season, I need a position. I'll dump the son of a bitch under caution, and that's his problem. And then there's yep. there, there's precedent for it. And they can look at the film. They got the end car with the R- RPMs shooting up and everything. I mean, Byron, Byron, <laughs> Byron came. Byron came from iRacing. That's yeah. how he got his ride. He came from iRacing. <laughs> so maybe he was having an iRacing moment where he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna just run this bitch right in the back. There ain't going. Nothing's gonna happen. Oh wait, we're we're in real life. We're, this isn't the sim anymore. I don't yep. know. So, sh- so short aside, before we get on to the next part of this, when I was still pretty new to the service, I was running officials all the time. I was racing with Dave every night. I'd, I'd spot him a race. He'd spot me a race. I spot him a race. William Byron's in there. And there are a couple other cup guys that it escapes me now, but I know William Byron is there. And the reason I know he was there is because he fucking dumped Dave in the dirtiest way possible. I mean, just drove under him, pile drove him into the wall and never said, sorry, never said, fuck you. Never said nothing just on about his business. So that seems to be a theme (laughs) with like today's youth, that, that like generation of, of people. It's like, nobody wants to apologize for anything. Nobody wants to take, uh, responsibility responsibility ownership. for anything ownership yeah. exactly they don't want to deal with it you yeah, deal with it they're just like <laughs> i mean it's just cr- i could go off on a tangent but i'm not going to yep yep we we got more things to hit so the next one uh let, let let's go let's go back to bluegrass on this one so we don't lose everybody let's hit the one that's fresh the freshest in our memory right now we we ran a race tonight that i was in um Towards the end of the race, I want to say 10, 15 to go, somewhere in there, maybe. Seven to go. Seven to go, okay. I was was leaning on the big side. Um, We've got several contenders up front. We got Bobby Hall. We got Justin White. We got Keith Hackney, Adam Newbert, Lurkin. uh, CJ Mason, Lurkin, having the run of his life, having one of the best runs of the season for him. Happy for that guy. so something that I'd seen happen in practice, something that I experienced personally earlier in the race, um, Keith Hackney goes under the white in the trioval, under the white line, which everybody's been doing all night. Yep. Totally fine. But when you go there, you better have a path back to the racing surface. Correct. That is... And there's only one person's responsibility that is, and that is your own. No one is under any obligation ruling, yeah, to let you back on. So in this circumstance, uh, Keith is 
below the white line or straddling it at this point. He's 100% below it. 100% below it. And Justin is holding him down. And Justin's on the white. Justin's left sides are on the white. Keith is half a truck or more under the white. Keith is like almost touching the grass. Keith comes through as soon as we get around the like beginning of the trial right before the start finish he dives down hits the apron cuts underneath justin white justin's holding his position which he's allowed to do that's completely fine it's not pinch it it's not doing anything like that um he's just holding his position keith then washes up hits justin in the left rear quarter they both go careening uh up onto the apron even further up back onto the track for a second then back down to the apron and they're sliding sideways Keith's really sideways out of shape. Justin's yeah. kind of out of shape. Justin kind of gathers it back up. Keith hits him again, knocks him loose again, but then Justin powers on through it and hits the gas and he gets going. Keith slides up uh, into what I felt like was traffic that may have ended up causing a caution. So I threw the yellow. Um, yep. I did that not to save Keith, but to save the drivers behind Keith um, because of the way he was coming on the track at the time. I thought from and in the moment i was like oh shit like he's about to wreck the rest of these guys so um i threw the yellow but going back to the keith and justin incident i've got to say i'm red flag for keith going below the yellow or below the white whatever it was going below the line and hitting justin when justin's leading I feel like if he completes that pass without making any contact he is undisputed one of the best cleanest guys i've ever seen by far like Mm -hmm. if he makes that move i have more respect for him if he makes that move i saw him do it a couple laps before that where he made contact and he lifted and justin drove off this time he decided i'm not lifting you don't give me room we're coming down to the uh, checker flag here you know we're we're coming down and we're running out of laps so if you don't give me room i'm i'm moving you basically is how i felt like it was and keith was you know kind of demanding respect in the voice chat afterwards when i'm on i'm gonna say i'm red flagged for that as well because respect one is earned not given and i mean no offense keith i love you you're a good driver man i love having you in the series and i mean no offense by this so when i say i'm red flag against that i'm red flag for just the combative attitude i feel like okay you attract more flies with honey right so and yes. just like you said, I took the calmer approach, level-headed, trying to get everybody to calm down instead of just being like, hey, shut the, you know, I was just even kill about it. Whereas he was very combative and he wanted to, you know, yell and cuss. And I get like, that's how I am too. I yell and cuss when I'm upset and I don't particularly mean anything hey, by hey, it. Sam, we, we all know you do that. You don't have to tell us. We all, right. we've but, all, uh, we've but, all. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is I'm sure Keith is probably the same way. He probably doesn't mean anything by it. It's probably just how he, he communicates. Like, that's just yeah. part of how he's communicating. I mean, that's my, that's some, one of my flaws is I curse like a sailor. So I get that he probably didn't mean anything by it. And Justin took offense to it. And when, whereas, I mean, if any man talks to me that way, I'm going to go and tell you, I'm probably going to go off on him. I mean, yeah. the way he was talking to Justin, you know, I'm he red flag for that. He earned it. Yeah. He, but, he earned the but, response. Well, let's hear your take on it. I, I've been talking for too long. No, you're you're good. So so going back and the there there are a lot of angles here, just purely from what happened 
on the racetrack. Um, I had a, a, a similar deal earlier in the race. It obviously didn't get to this. Um, me and Brad Gebhardt were racing pretty hard for, for several laps, and he took the Keith approach there, tried to run it down on the apron through the tri-oval, and once he was down there, what goes through my mind is you have left the racing surface. It's your job to get back on it. It's not my job to let you back. And it, I, Brad never said a word to me about it. I'm not going to put any words in his mouth. I bet, I bet in that moment he was probably pretty frustrated with me, and I, I would understand. But at the same time, if you leave the racing surface, it is no one's job to let you back onto it. That it is up to, if you leave it, you got to find your ass back onto it. Just like I said. And during the race. With, yep. Yep. With, with Keith and Justin, Keith left the racing surface. It is a place where we are racing, but this is not the racing surface. This is outside of the track limits. Racing can happen there. But if you leave the racing surface, no one is obligated to let you back in. We. No. If there are 10 cars lined up on the bottom, then either you can wait for us all to get by or you can wreck every single one of us. I mean, if you leave the track, that's just like if you run into the grass, no one has to let you back on. You guys, you got to sit there and wait if you want to be clean. And I get that we're racing for a win. But when you pull it back and look back at the grand scheme of things, Keith is sitting pretty. He's got what five or six wins on the season he's gonna be in the next round i mean he could go and he could just not race next week he's gonna make it but he he forced the issue here and in the process he he didn't he gained nothing even if it had worked out he gained nothing he's still in the same spot but what he did by the way he reacted afterwards is he has made a true enemy on the yeah. racetrack unfortunately I, I mean and that's that's a part of racing i've had i've had my fair share of enemies on the racetrack i've no i've i've spoken on it before they're they're not with us anymore but if you're racing for a championship my my man you don't want to go out there big picture just make enemies out of something that you didn't have a ton to gain out of and and i know and and Keith has said it to us before. He's he's made a ton of money running these leagues and running money races and stuff. I assume, and it. I'm not saying it's something that he depends on, but it's probably something he's gotten used to to, to you know rake in a few hundred bucks every week. Yeah, and, I mean, and he doesn't. He's not going to get that from this race because of. And I get that. I get that. He you know he was the dominant guy again. He led 62 laps and he was out there. So what? You know. <laughs> so what? Putting on a show, but at the end of the day, yep. so what? You know, it just wasn't his night. I mean, yeah. and it sucks. He doesn't get the money. I get it. He doesn't have to spend the money. That's why he runs to win because he doesn't want to spend the money. Yep. Get that. To- totally fine, and I don't have any issue with that approach to things. But in a league like this, where you got guys like. Justin, guys like me, a uh, Dan Worthington, Bobby Hall, Wes Wigand, whatever guys that are, we're here for a championship. I, I, I can't speak for, I can't put words in anybody else's mouth, but like, I, 
personally, and I, I'm going to be screwed out of it more than likely next week because I'm not going to be there. But like, I'm here more for the championship. Just to say I did it, this is an accomplishment. Just to to feel proud. And when you have that every race, I got to make this money kind of deal. That's how you get as aggravated. And I hate to say upset because that could that's a, a word that might trigger somebody, but he, he was upset. Well, after the well race. yeah, but that, that also kind of uh, alludes into what I was saying earlier when all of us were in the same channel. It is amazing how much passion and energy and just the drive that these guys have want to succeed in this league. It's unbelievable. Like there's so much passion that goes into this. And it's awesome to have created something that people put so much and they, they invest so much of their own uh, emotions into because emotions were high, man. We, you know, we heard it. Emotions were high, man. And there was things being said and just like, I'm just like over here like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get any further, if we take this any further, you know, we need to chill and just think about what, what we're doing right now. And I get Keith is, you know, doing this, uh, I don't want to say for a living, but you know, he does this to win. Obviously he does it to win. Yep. He wants, you know, he's, we, we he runs these leagues to win. Uh, yeah. Which I know everyone does. I'm just uh, saying it's, it's his, is, yeah. his is like, um, am I going to eat tomorrow? I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if it's like that or not. I don't want to say that, but that's the energy he brings. Like yeah. he, he wants to win at all costs. Yeah. And it that, may not have that, anything to do with him eating, but I'm just saying that's, that's the energy. Like that's the level that I felt like he was he was that upset, like, man, you just took something the fuck away from me. Yeah. And now, I'm pissed now, about it. Yeah, now I'm gonna make it your problem or I'm gonna put on a show next week, whatever. And you know, more power to him. If he does, if he you know, if he comes out and he absolutely just rips a new ass next week, uh more power to him. More power. I mean, I kinda wanna I, I don't know if I should quote him on what he said i mean what do you what do you think oh go so he said he sent me a message earlier and he said uh he was going to lap the field next week um he guaranteed it so i mean if he he's embracing the villain role from what i can say i mean from what i can see he's embracing it i mean i I love it but i also want to caution him on the side of Hey man, you know, we want you to keep running with us. So yeah, I know he plans on moving up, but at the same time, I don't want him to burn bridges. You know what I'm saying? So maybe caution him on that a little bit. I don't know. I I don't know what I'm saying. Just take it away. There's, there's a middle ground. Just like last week, for instance, uh, myself and Scott Fritz, we talked a bunch of shit to each other. Not, I, I was just a, a spotter and I was taking up for my guy, whatever. I don't think less of Scott. I still like Scott. I'll still talk to him like a regular person. Right. I, I don't know him like a lot of other guys in the league. And, and I think he feels the same way about me. We've chatted back and forth since it's part of racing. Like you got to take some pride in it, but the, the conversation that happened after the race wasn't, exactly that i hope that it wasn't kosher yeah i hope it can be that going forward after these guys sleep on it and that but i just want to say do better that's 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 what i'm leaving i'm just gonna say do better um you can embrace the villain all you want but just watch how you talk to people man because that that that's gonna come back 
on me, like this kind of what I was saying earlier, I have to kind of say, Oh, Whoa, Whoa, this is not the place for that. If that's how yeah. you're going to act, then, you know, here's the door. And I don't want to say that to Keith because I, I like Keith. I think he's a yeah. good dude deep down. He's, he's, he started embracing the league. He's, yeah. He's, he's hella, he's, he's hella he's, involved now. And I love he's it. He's, been, it's not he's like, been, it, uh, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, he, he doesn't, he doesn't act like he's here to collect a paycheck. That, yeah. He doesn't act like that until tonight. He hadn't act like that yeah. in a long time. Um, yeah. And I don't want to say, I, I kind of like, I hate to say this about the guy, but kind of last season, man, everyone just kind of felt like Nichols was there to collect a paycheck every week, just there to win money. And I don't want Keith to end up being that guy because people don't want that guy around. Yeah. And that's what I'm I get. Getting at. I, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily want that that guy around but at the same time i can't knock him it's like hey i'm gonna show up to this league i'm whip everybody's ass and i'm gonna bring me home a, no you know thousand bucks fifteen hundred bucks whatever that's that's good, different good but then what i'm saying with Nichols was he was toying he people felt like right. he was toying with them so he was like he ne he didn't have any interaction with the guys like he was never around to say yes he didn't come in and hang out and chat like Keith is doing Keith, you know, which Keith didn't do that at first. Cause it's, it's a new league. I'm sure he was kind of getting, trying to fill everybody yeah. out. And, you know, like I said, uh, I, I, I told him, I started telling him, Hey man, come talk to us. Come, come hang out and chat with us, man. And then he started doing that and he, and uh, you can see it's opened the door and it's, you know, been a good little segue to kind of get to know Keith as a better person. And I, I think he's a good dude. I really do. I mean, um, yeah. I just think he had right. a moment tonight. So, yeah. And, and I, I was one of the guys early on. He's like, man, this guy's not making any friends. He's racing guys hard. He He's going to have a tough time. And eventually, like you said, he he was hanging out in the chats after race, just doing his thing. Like I, before the race tonight, like um, in practice, I was out there doing shit and I, I spun my truck around and I was getting backed up to speed. And like he blasted me at like 185 miles an hour and we had a good laugh about it. Yeah, so I, mean... I don't I don't I don't want it to be like we're just ragging on it no that's but, not what i'm saying at all i'm just trying to caution him a little bit if he yeah. if he's listening which i think he does because he is invested in this league and he likes this uh, league. no because he uses sound clips from the podcast <laughs> in his videos we we both that's a good made giveaway videos yeah but all uh, right so that that that's enough of that that yep. i know i know we're bouncing back and forth between red the red green show we basically covered serious? everything red flag green flag so let's go on to the rest of this are you serious yeah um i th i think we uh we we got a couple here um we don't we don't have to spend but more than a minute but, on this. yeah but let's let's do this the, one quickly the the good year what our situation Tire situation go ahead read what what childers kind of kind of sum up what childers said about the uh shock limiters um yeah. and i don't know this is the if this is fact this is his opinion yeah. I don't yeah. know, you know, this is actually what the problem was, but he believes it was air pressure. They're running the air pressures lower to uh, compensate for the shock limiters so that they can get the diffuser and the spoiler lower uh, at that angle that they want them at. And and uh, that, that basically sums it up. It's, you know, I'm. are you serious, Goodyear? Are you serious, NASCAR? Whoever the heck it is, like, come on, do better. Yeah, I, w I would say for if I'm just going off of what Rodney Childers said, 
this is more on NASCAR than it is Goodyear. I know yeah. we were watching. I know everyone's watching the race, and these guys are having flats every thirty-five laps. Yeah. And you're like, well, obviously it's the tires, right? So the way Rodney Childers explained it is that with NASCAR's rules on on the shock limits, they cannot get the car low enough in the rear for the diffuser to totally do what it is supposed to do. So since they cannot do that with the suspension, what they've done is run lower lower tire pressure in the rear to adjust ride height with tire pressure, which is as a guy that's raced that that's an absurd way to get around the rules. I get why they're doing it, but if you're a team that's running and you're adjusting your car's ride height on tire pressure, that it's not going to work out for no. you when you're running 185 miles an hour around Here's... a mile and a half. It's it's just that that's what you get. You guys, you get guys knocking the wall down every 40 laps because you got 18 pounds of air pressure in the in the left rear or whatever. Probably like it, less. it's just not going to work. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So let me just sum it up for what. Here's what he, I'm going to go ahead and read what he said. My view still comes down to the rules and the box we were in, and, and the track at Texas compounds at all. The problem wasn't necessarily the tires. Yes, they could be better. They could always be better. But the reason there are tire issues is the shock limiter rule. The teams wouldn't be running the tires lower if you could get the car lower in the back and the diffuser to its optimal downforce point. If you could run the car lower with the suspension, you would actually run more air in the tires to keep travel more consistent. Now, that goes to what we were saying about keeping the car low and the diffuser and all that. Yep. And there's he goes on, and, and there's like two more things. If you want to read it, you can go to his Twitter page, um, at Rodney Childers. Four at Rodney Childers four. If you want to read that, uh, it says my two cents. So again, just touching on that a little bit. If it is, uh, I, I think it's a NASCAR issue. I don't think it's a tire issue. Yeah. I mean, but at the same yeah. time, it's really on. It, the, it seems like it's really on the crew chiefs. The crew chiefs are the one making yeah, the freaking it, decision to put that yeah. low air pressure in the car. So they're saying that they would rather. And this is what a lot of Twitter people have fired off. And they're saying that the crew chiefs are putting winning above the driver's lives, basically. So. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen it. Like, uh, I know we traded messages, like, during the race. Uh, it was, uh, we suspected that Cody Ware had a broken leg. He ended up not having a broken leg, I guess. That was a hard hit. I, yeah, I mean, he rocked the wall hard. Dude. But that. That's the that's two stupendous hits the season that have gotten attention between him and Kurt. And I know there's been other guys that have knocked the wall down pretty hard. I know Bubba's talked about it. Denny's talked about it. Um, I don't know. It's and when they're the 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 wild part is like they're doing this to find speed and the cars are fast when they do that. But then you got tires going. You're not going to win a race with tires going down. So. No, you're not. So it, it you know, <laughs> it, it's Cody wears Rick. Let's touch on that for just a minute. Yeah. Let's do a minute. And so Cody wears Rick was a really hard, hard, hard hit, especially from the angle Man. that they showed it from where it shows the yes. actual speed. It's not an overhead with the helicopter or blimp that hit, man. When I saw it played back from that, like front row camera going towards turn four. Yep. That shit was scary, dude. That was really reminiscent of the three car. Yep. At Daytona. He, 
he hit the wall a ton and it, it the front wheels were off the ground so he had no steering uh coming down pit road if he would have hit that corner head on even instead of glancing it i don't even want to think about what that could have resulted the, in the initial <laughs> impact into the outer wall was hard but yeah, yeah. i couldn't imagine what it, it would have looked like if he would have hit the uh corner of that pit road wall yeah, there there are older wrecks where they're uh, at Bristol. I want to say, I want to say Mike Harmon off the top of my head, but it, it may or may not be. But there was no, a, you're a right, gap. you're right. The yep, car got destroyed. Yeah, yep. yep. there was a gap in the outside wall. He hit a corner of the wall, ripped the car in half. Yep. I mean, luckily it, he it didn't should... die, but he yeah he walked yeah. away from it. But and, I don't know how. And before we move on, the Harmonator is back for Talladega. Big boy, Captain Applebee's is back. They posted, Mike Harmon Racing posted a picture of him on Twitter. He looks like he weighs about 7,000 pounds. Yeah, I got to check this out. Oh my God. If you go to Mike Harmon Racing, he looks like an absolute unit. He looks like a black bear in a fucking driving seat. Oh my word. <laughs> I, I posted it in the Discord. If you go, it's like in the at the very bottom, like the um, random stuff or whatever. Yeah. Look at that big boy. He's ready to take down an all-you-can-eat wing buffet. <laughs> wow. All I can yeah. say is wow. He Yeah, he's a big boy. They, probably, they have, he's probably, what, 350, 400? Got, 350 I, he's over three yeah. he's close to yeah. three or 400 I, yeah i don't know how tall he is but i know I they're, either, not but... Gonna, they're not gonna have to put any lead on the left side of the car i can tell you that much <laughs> so right. moving, moving on moving on we all right so we got byron and denny um so this is one I just had right after the race because it's fun to put you on the spot sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, and you addressed it earlier. Um, when, when you threw the caution for Keith, um, which I didn't go back and look at the replay, but in my rear view, I don't, it, let's, let's clear. It wasn't for Keith. Well, let me, let me say that for Keith and yeah. Justin's incident. Cause I don't yeah. want anyone to think that I threw it <laughs> just for Keith. Cause that ain't, the, yeah. that ain't the case. I, I I worded that poorly, but for Keith's incident, I right. saw him coming across the track in my rear view. I, the incident happened in front of me, and at first I was going to Tom Cruise it, and I was going to blow through, and then I got worried. I checked up. I got past those guys, and I, I was getting back up to pace, and I I saw him from where I was sitting. It looked like he had rejoined the racing surface. looked like he was generally going in the right direction i was like he, oh, shit. he did he yeah. i threw it when he was on the apron um okay. he got so like from the by the time from the time it takes me to click it for the server to register is probably like a second or so so yeah. i i saw him sliding it may be even longer than that. i don't know i saw him sliding and i just was like oh shit he's about to take out four or five other guys and you saw the 99 hit the well no maybe you didn't you didn't see the replay well, nah. the 99 actually hit the wall trying to avoid him because he didn't know how far up he was coming either. And there was like five other trucks coming at about coming 100, 180 mile an hour. And he was in the middle of the track running maybe 70. Gotcha. It, you know, so I was like, yeah, we got to we gotta get the yellow out. Iracing is not going to do it. I got to get the yellow out because that, that in my mind, would have definitely 100% been a wreck in real, real life. Um, yep. I know I don't always intervene, and I try to stay out of that just for that you know 
for that I, reason that I don't want anyone yeah. saying, well, you threw a caution for him. No, yeah. I wasn't trying to save Keith. I, I sent him to the rear. I made, you know, everybody he knows did. he went he to did. the rear. The caution was on him. Um, it was 100% because I was concerned that he was going to take out the other trucks um, coming up behind him. So, yeah, because initially where I was like, I was several hundred feet down the straightaway. I looked in the rear view, rear view and I saw him back on track. And I was like, this is this is this is the race right here. We got to go. And in that moment, I was feeling pretty good about it. I was like, I think I can track these guys down. And then the Kosh came out. In that moment, I was like, Jason, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, here we go. Here comes the controversy. And then you sent Keith to the rear, and Dave Dave will vouch for me because I did cuss you a little bit. And then when he sent him to the back, I said, Dave, I take back everything I just said about Jason. <laughs> but just in my rear view, because I saw him enter the racing surface again, and I couldn't necessarily see the guys that were coming up behind him. At first, I was like, I'm see, not sure. <laughs> for me, for me, I didn't. I threw it when he was still sliding up onto the track. We're not worth like yeah. what? So maybe I don't know. If on my end, I was like a second off or two behind the replay. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I don't know. Like, cause I was, I'm watching ex- from the replay. So, yeah. I mean, to me, like when I saw him ass first coming back on the racetrack, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Luckily he had the wheel cranked all the way over. And, so when he hit the banking, it kind of caught the truck. Yep. And didn't, con- yeah. didn't continue to spin around. So he, he had the wheel cranked, you know, whatever far as he can go to the right. Yeah. And all, all those guys are just specs in my rear view, so I didn't have a a bead on where they were oriented and everything. So I'll, it, I'll give you a pass on this one. And it's safe to say that he probably would have that we probably could have continued racing just fine at that moment. Um, Better safe than sorry. But I've learned, uh, like I've seen it. So yeah, it, I'm. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, and review what happened than take the chance on the guys behind him, mainly Twitty and some other ones. I noticed, I know Twitty was right there behind him and a couple other guys that closing rate, man is, yeah. you know, tough to deal with. it's, it's some guys it's tough to, to determine how fast is that guy going up there in the middle of turn three or turn one yeah. or two, you know, he, he was, Keith was about, he was almost out of turn two. I feel like when he got the car truck straightened out, I feel like he was almost out of turn two. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wasn't at, I don't know. He, it was somewhere in that area. He was close to being out of turn two. And, uh, you know, just, just the, you know, air on the side of caution. I wanted to throw the yellow. So I try to, I'll try not to, I'll try to re- refrain from that, but I let Iris, I was like, surely God, Iris is going to throw a yellow here. Cause they were, you know, they were off the All racing right. surface for a minute. But they was back on it real quick. Yep, and and I can vouch for that. Where I've done race control for a couple races recently, and I I don't know if it's the tracks that we've been at, but it seems the iRacing application of yellows recently has uh, it's left a little bit to be desired. <laughs> yep, I mean, because think about it in real life. I, and I, I know I got this, um, I got a lot of, I caught a lot of flack about this, which is why I'm so hesitant on yellows. Now I caught a lot of flack on this, like season two, 
um, throwing a yellow for cars that were wrecking. They were, there was a car freaking sideways on the track. Okay. And they were wrecking down the backstretch. Well, they got it rolling. They clearly wrecked, but they got it rolling and everybody kept going. There was no, they, they felt like there was no reason for a caution. I mean, yeah. the dude can't be like this. Yeah. And keep it rolling. Luckily they did. I mean, just because they're really talented drivers, but people were, people said, you know, people said, you know, let's just not, let's do away with that. Let's let iRacing control the cautions from now yeah. because it's just not working out, you know? Yep. I, I, I think that's a, a fair way to do it. And in, in times like tonight, you, you got to step in, but with all that said, I think we have concluded the red greens and the RE seriouses and the this and the that. Yep. Time to get to the picks. I don't know how we did last week. I don't even remember who I picked. But uh did well, we even pick well, last week? I think we yeah. missed it, didn't we? No, you no, did we, you did pick uh let's see. I picked Bobby Hall Jr. You picked who did you pick last week? I, uh I picked I, Alex Huffman and Cup. I was off by one. I know that in in Xfinity. Yeah. You, it's who did you pick in Xfinity? Mm, I don't think any of us won. I didn't win. I know yeah. I didn't win. Do you yeah. think well, do you think you won any of them? I I don't I th I want to no cuz I didn't pick Michael Robinson. Gosh, I can't. You did pick what? Michael Robinson. You did, did pick I? Michael Robinson last okay. week. But Adam Newbert won. Yep, yep. We'll we'll have to go back and check the tape. We won't spend all night trying yeah. to remember It's not that important. Uh we've got two races left this week. Uh Xfinity and Cup. Xfinity at at um uh, Vegas as well. Cup at Vegas. Um uh, what are you thinking on the Xfinity side? All right, Xfinity, let me pull my list up. Oh, man, I I keep wanting to pick Michael because I think he's due, but he's I think he's let me down three times now, and I, I keep feeling like he's going to do it. And th so this will probably be the race that he does it. He's going to screw me over again, but I, I'm going to I'm going to do a solid here because. Uh, because this guy was, he said I wasn't posting pictures of him on Facebook, even though I, I went and found that I did because I felt bad about it <laughs> first. So it's Scott V. Fritz Gerald time to get it done in the Xfinity series. He's got two wins on the season. He has, it looks like, the second best average finish in the series of a seventh i think uh yeah michael robinson has an average finish of six which is why i keep leaning to that guy but i i'm just i'm gonna go with scott so he can't talk shit about me anymore i'm posting i'm posting pictures and if he wins i'll make sure and make what i've just said a part of the caption <laughs> sounds like a plan um if so smart money says Radburn shutters. That's yeah. what smart money says. Is um, it? Because Brandon Robertson's first place with three wins. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's the track is is what I'm thinking yeah. though. I, I know where I Brandon you. excels, and I feel like I've I've learned where Radburn excels. Um, 
Oh, your boy Michael did place P3 last week. Yeah, I, I know he was there. There was a while where I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to get the shit right because I was fighting for Bryce. Yeah. And deep down inside, I was like, I'm going to get it. <laughs> so. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Because. I want to say. Based on. Look at something real quick and then I'll give you a pick. Going going deep into the advanced stats here. I will say, Scott, if you do win, you you've heard how I've said your name all night. Maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not. The author of The Great Gatsby is F. Scott Fitzgerald. So if you win, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with you on the cover of The Great Gatsby. That's what your your winning picture is gonna be. <laughs> all right. Based on the other mile and a half that we've done, I'm gonna go ahead and say Brandon Robertson for you this week. Oh, yeah, you, you you flipped the script there a little bit. You listen yeah. to your boy. Yep. <laughs> because I've seen I see that Radburn didn't do that well. Let's see, in the mile and a half that we had earlier in the season, which could have been of no fault of his own, but just to be uh on the cautious side here, which we we had a lot of a lot of stacked drivers in the beginning of the season. I'm not gonna lie, we had a lot of tough a lot, of, yep, yep. a lot of good people up there. Um, but it looks like Brandon has been more uh, consistent. So I, that's what's going to lead me to say uh, Brandon Robertson. Brandon beat me at Iowa earlier in the season, took away my damn win where I had to start <laughs> doing race control. Um, but I finished P2 to him. But I think Brandon will get it done tomorrow. All right, that is it for Xfinity. I'll let you hit lead off on the Cup Series. Oh, man, this is a tough one because I know he's due for one, but I don't think he's going to get it done this week. And I was thinking the same thing myself, and I also agree. I'm going to go with Brandon Holder because he's due for one. Brandon and I know Holder. he's got one in the chamber yep. ready to go. Yep. Well, that's who I took last week because I felt the same, and I think I think he ended up in some trouble early on, and uh, you know, kind of screwed me over. So thanks, Brandon. Thank you, buddy. Um, it's been a while since I got one of these right. So ever since I came uh, on, man. oh my god, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I kind of I kind of want to go a little deeper in the back. I got. Initially, I'll... I would go with Mikey if I were you. Saying that would have been that's it, that's my other choice is Mikey. Yeah, he's he's Mikey Cedric are both good picks. Yep, but but I think Brandon's going to get it done, so you're going to lose either way. Well, here's the thing: I'm going to roll with Doug. New bigging. All right, Dougie. Dougie going to come in with one. Yep, he's he's another guy that's sitting on no wins, been fast everywhere. Like like Huffy has, like Matt has, like Dave has, like Cogswell has. I mean, we, there are a lot of guys let's, in the series that it just seems like they're due. Let's cover this real quick. Jason Bridges is in, is in the final twelve. That dude, yeah, damn is, right uh, is. <laughs> you know, showing out. I mean, he's, he's doing good in the cup cars considering it's his first cup season. He's doing really damn yeah. well. 
Yep, super, super happy for the guy. I mean, he's another guy like Twitty earlier. I, I enjoy talking to him. We we like to cut up and all that. Just all around good dude. And I think as, as he gets more seat time in the in the next gen car, I think based on some of the the other things I've seen him stream where he's in the the uh, Mercedes GT3 and stuff. I, I think that is applicable to this next gen car on road courses. So I think as he gets more seat time, he's uh, he's going to be a, a a force to be reckoned with to, uh, to a certain extent. I think a lot of these guys get more seat time in their respective series or other series they want to branch out to. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, it'll it'll be a good showing. So. Um, one thing before we, before we sign off tonight, I want to go ahead and let everybody know we are going to go ahead and get, uh, back into racing. Um, as soon as this season is over, we've got five weeks left, uh, four after this week. So we're going to get right back into it. We're going to roll this sucker right over. We're going to go right back into, uh, season six overall of bluegrass eye racing. And, um, we're not taking like maybe a week. We might end up having to take a week off get everything situated but i'm planning on rolling everything i'm going to start recruiting uh i want to go ahead and start signups this coming week i'll get that situated and let everybody know how we're going to do that it's going to be well it's going to be the same as always if you want to keep your number go ahead and send your 25 and put for charter season six um and I'm running two series baby and we'll I'm, we'll get it I'm going and we'll get everybody signed up again because I'm I'm 100% ready to get going, and I don't want to take any time off. I don't want to take a chance on, uh, you know, it's getting ready to be fall time again. Everybody's gonna be in the house. You know, we want to we want to scoop up all them new drivers, man. It's time. Uh, we'll so. we'll have some some holidays to contend with, but a lot of times at this time of year, that means you're sitting around the house. Most so, most from what I've learned, most people are at home uh, around that yep. time anyway. So I mean. Yep. We'll take those weeks off. We'll take the holidays off as you, as we normally do, but we'll probably throw up a money race like we have previously, money, money uh, race. especially around Thanksgiving. We'll have a, like a Turkey day race or something. You know, I think I called it the, uh, I don't even know what the hell I called Turkey something. Um, uh, around here in Bowling Green at beach Bend, that's the, the Turkey day bash is what they do. <laughs> maybe we will, maybe we'll do a, like a short, track this year instead of a super speedway i don't know we'll see what kind of driver count we get we'll go ahead and start getting the promotions out and start trying to sign people up now and get that ball rolling as quickly as we can uh gonna let you send us off man all right well guys this was episode seven we got it right this time episode seven um thank you everyone for enduring our voices for the past couple hours i hope this uh has powered you through your work day in the middle of the week, give you something to look forward to. Um, we appreciate all you guys being a part of the league, making it what it is, something that is just one of the more important things that I, I think a lot of us do every week, something that everybody looks forward to. I, I can't express enough gratitude for the guys that, I've made friends with and ju and just make the league what it is. Uh, just uh, Jason, I, I'm I'm so happy I, I found this league thanks to Dave. I, he ran in it previously. It, I mean, I've had a blast and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, but that's about it. If you want to hit the sponsors, we can do that and we can 
blast off the outer space. I hear uh, you can see Jupiter outside right now is what they're telling me. All right, guys. So I want to go ahead and thank Butt Kicker, Kenner Performance Group, Huffman Designs, Roasted Gems Coffee, Scott Fritz Designs, UDTV for our amazing broadcast week in and week out. And hopefully we'll be able to add Holly onto that list here soon. We're working on it. In the meantime, uh, shout out to my wife for making her an appearance last week. <laughs> Big thank you to her. 